This is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's word, breaking it down, making it practical to everyday living. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube, type in Eagleville Bible Church. You will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life. This is what we're all about. I'm Bill McMahon, along with Mark Hostetler from Eagleville Bible Church. Way to go podcast right here. <laughs> we're laughing about stuff because I don't know. We're just, it's one of those days. So we're, we can't even get the voices together. Like we we're struggling today. We're doing this podcast, right? So we're struggling today because Lindsay's watching and our voices don't match up with our mouth. Yeah. Like the sound's not on. It's not sing. So we we were talking about <laughs> Japanese movies where, blah, 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 you know, we, no, might, no, we might direct like, Lindsay, who's the producing this show. We might direct her to make the whole episode like that, offset by two seconds. Yeah, <laughs> so offset it just by two seconds. You as the watcher, exactly. But then we have to do <laughs> yeah. a karate move. You know what I'm saying? Let me get what my feet on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> What to do karate moves? <laughs> yeah, hopefully when you see it, our lips will be synced to the sound. If not, close your eyes. Yes, that's the best Go thing to do. Go to the do. podcast, don't Podbean. Even, you'll don't, see it there. You'll you'll listen to it there. It'll be fine. I I don't expect you. <laughs> to listen to it if Lindsay can't figure out how to sing <laughs> you can go voices. to the podcast right exactly. listen to just it just listen to it or you can listen to it on youtube too i mean there's plenty oh, yeah. of songs i'll turn on they have videos i'm not watching the video anyway adam and Eve, uh talking about adam and adam is created and you have in genesis one which this is a foundational book in the bible and it's a, it's a good book to know this is where you have you have genesis you have the flood account you have Babel, you have Abraham, the father of the Jewish people, oh, yeah. father of faith. You have all the patriarchs down to Joseph, uh, them heading down to Egypt and what happened there. Uh, the Exodus becoming a huge part of the Bible, <clears throat> even Passover, even mm-hmm. when Christ died coming out of that. I mean, this, you think about how, and then the second book of the Bible, you have the Ten Commandments. <clears throat> how much history yep. is here is incredible. And it said that God, he decides, he goes, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have a dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the heaven, over the livestock, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. And so mankind is made by God specifically to be placed into this world. We're made in the image of God. Uh, that gives life an extreme sanctity and extreme value. Sometimes I don't believe that this, our, our nation is starting to lose sight of the fact of how valuable life is. Oh, Yeah. And if a country starts to lose sight or a people, any people group begins to lose sight of the value of human life and you start to take it as nothing, you just kill somebody. And, and that, that, that could be true. You, know, you consider abortion, you consider uh, how much violence is in our world today, all kinds of things. It's like, no, we should value life. Absolutely. Right. I mean, so if he's, if he's made us in his image, that means that he's created us with some of the same things that he has. So we have an intellect, we have a mind that's able to think and know God. We right. have a heart that's able to love and, and follow him right. and choose him, sorry, choose him and, and love him. And then we have a will. The third thing is the will. Right. You're going to, you're going to follow him. You're going to, you're going to choose to reject your own way by your will following God. Right. Intellect, and, emotion, and will is the, is three exactly. things that make you human. You have emotions. Now, a lot of times people say, my dog loves me. Mm. 
Maybe. I don't know. I, I mean, I have a hard time talking to them, to be honest with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, they've never really told me that. So my cat's never really said, I love you. My cat wants to come in. Every time my cat gets a chance to come in, it's always at the door. It's in there for five seconds, looks around. My cat, by the way, has to drink water out of the bathtub. For every reason. And so spoiled, will actually go. It runs right down the hallway into our bedroom, over to the bathroom, jumps in the bathtub and waits for you to put water in there. Why do you want water out of the bathtub? Why is a bowl not good enough for you? Why is it bad? I have no idea. It's the weirdest thing in the world. It's an outdoor cat too, primarily. But that mm-hmm. cat wants to come in. And then it'll lick some water out of the bathtub wants to go back outside. Yeah. There, there, there they, you have it's, it. And that's the simple life of your cat. That's right the simple there. life of my cat. Yeah. And I can't understand it. I can never ask my cat about it because right. my cat doesn't have that ability. So where I man has I, a special ability where we're made in the image of God in a way that animal creation is not. You exactly. have a spirit, exactly. God of breathed into man, the breath of life. It gives us value. In fact, in Genesis 9, 6, the reason we're not supposed to murder people is we're made in the image of God. The mm-hmm. whole reasoning right. for valuing life comes back to the image of God. Yeah, because he's given us a will. So that's that's why I wanted to kind of you know point that out is because you're talking about like valuing human life and, and everything we do now in our will, the choices we make, has to come from this place where we're honoring God and honoring people around us. You know what I'm saying? We want to do good for God, to God, according to the good that he's shown us in our life. And we want to help people around us and value the lives well, of others around us. Well, I would say this, if you look at, and just letting this kind of spell itself out, you know, we're supposed to, for one thing, he gave every seed bearing thing, like vegetables to people to yeah. eat. Like, I think it's interesting. Mm-hmm. They didn't start eating meat until after the flood. So they were eating. So I'm not going to, Pick, a lot of times we meetitarians pick on vegetarians to be honest with you like sometimes probably too much like we kind of make fun of them and oh your tofu and stuff like that which but really you know if you look early in the bible that's what they ate. you look at daniel there was no ate. death right that's that's i mean when when adam and eve sinned death entered the picture before that there was no death right but there's a lot of territory between that and Genesis 9. Yep. I mean, there's a lot of years mm-hmm. of living, a lot of generations, mm-hmm. they were still eating plants. So I'm not going to pick on people for that. And that's not what, what I want to talk about, actually, either. But you look at mankind, so God puts him in, and, and he makes man out of the, it says, formed man in Genesis 2, 7, of the dust of the ground, breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, he became a living being. So, mm-hmm. you know, we don't believe that God selected two primates in an evolutionary scheme. No. We believe, no, God directly and immediately took dust made man from dust we're going to go back to dust someday yep that's a fact you yep. put us in you put us in a cask up we're going to go right back to it so you you have that you have the spirit placed into us you know within mankind and that's a special thing and god puts them in the garden now god created a garden i think it's interesting that that's something that god wanted to do and so he planted a garden in verse eight god <laughs> planted a garden mm-hmm. man didn't plant the first garden on the planet God planted God the first, did. and he put yeah. in the tree of life, put in the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. There are many trees for man to eat of. God tells him, don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, right? They had, they had everything they needed in that garden. Right. Everything. Everything they needed. Right. And right. it wasn't enough for them. They had to go to the thing that God told them not yeah, to Yeah, which, you know? which is super it's ridiculous. Crazy. But you look at God, and he takes man, he puts him in the garden of Eden to work in and keep it. And work is not a four-letter word. I mean, work is not a bad mm. thing. We're designed to work. Mm. Why? Hey, why is man here? What is my purpose? Why did God put me on the earth? Take care of the garden. That's right. On the That's bottom right. line. I mean, you you think about the importance of, like, for us who live out more in the country, having a garden like now I have box gardens. I want to start planting blueberries and things like that. But I've thought about it so many times when I'm in the garden, I'm doing something very primary, very 
much from the start of creation. Mm. I'm planting something. Yeah. I'm growing something. Uh, planting flowers. I've always felt that God is pleased there. That's cool. Right? Yeah. And yeah. he's pleased as we mm-hmm. work the land, as we mm-hmm. take care of it. Uh, you can yeah. look, go into forestry. You can look at mowing your lawn, taking care of your property. I've always believed in take care of the things that God has Absolutely. given you. Yeah. That's, your, that's your garden. How are you maintaining it? How are you that's developing it? That's part of having it? dominion over the land, right? I mean, right. that's part of having it. You, you, you're called to care for the right. land that you have. What have you done to improve your house since you bought it, let's say, two years ago, three years ago, oh, whatever yeah. it was? yeah. I mean, we... We painted it. We put a metal roof on it. We've done oodles of work on the inside, uh, re- remodeling. We're in a mo- process. Of, we still have to finish it, but we we're, we remodeled my uh, um, uh, master bedroom bathroom. I don't right. know what you call that, but the bathroom off of the master bedroom. So we're, we remodeled that. Um, the outside, I mean, just making sure, like, Drainage ditches are running f- freely. You know, I took care of some coon issues because they were in my culvert system. Right. You know, and one person asked, well, what are them coons hurting you? You know, it's like, they're not hurting me, but they're they're going to potentially, they're going to hurt my property. You right. know what I mean? Well, and I, I don't and want I don't, to. I don't want to hear about it. We're so overrun right now. There's, oh. there's nobody in this state. That I mean, any governing official that mm-hmm. has any type of responsibility is ever going to tell you, like, you are overrun with an animal known for rabies. Like, yeah. I, I won't bark about it, but I think they're cute as heck, for sure. But yeah. I don't even want to talk about that so either. So I've done... You know? I've done Just maintaining our property. Exactly. I've done a lot to our house. You know, we have done a lot right. to our house. My wife is a champion. I mean, she's painted rooms. She's, I mean... Right. Tearing off wallpaper. That's I mean, that's a horrible project. She's it doing is. it. You know, it takes her time and there's we're not rushed right but we're going to maintain wallpaper should have never happened it should have been illegal from the get-go wallpaper i'm sorry if you have wallpaper but it should have never been allowed ever what were you thinking but we have plans we have i like that you're asking that because we have plans like we're going to intentionally keep up with our property you know this room's going to be done this way the foundation at some point i'm going to have to redo some of the blocks downstairs you know uh, we're thinking through how do we keep what god's given us beautiful right you know and maintained you know what i'm saying so i planted and on our property right now i have planted 14 perennial gardens over time we built a deck off the back we had no flat land like we're on a ridge and so all land slopes yeah. away. We don't even have yeah. a sump pump in our basement. There's no drainage. There's no footer drains. There's nothing wow. because we live on a strain of gravel and sand and we'll never have a problem with septic. We'll never have a problem because of the what's underneath That's the, the soil on our wow. property. But because everything rolled away, we had to make decks that flat spots to put a table. Then we built a patio. Now I'm looking way at the back and saying, where can I plant herb gardens? Where can mm-hmm. I plant? Where am I going to put my blueberries? Mm-hmm. Where am I going to put raspberries? Where am I going to put asparagus? Where maybe strawberries even? Like, where am I going to put this stuff? And I'm starting to think through all these things. Like, mm-hmm. how can I till this up? How can I make this better? But our whole thing, like we put money into the barn. Uh, new roofs on the house there's just so many things we've done building fences and whatnot to try to maintain and i really think it's very much basic to mankind being here and i've always felt that when you want to improve your property you want it to look nice to me there's a sense of godliness here absolutely you look around we drive around and we see we see a lot of properties they're not maintained this is not this is not why god put you here god did not put Mm -hmm. you here so you can let your property and your house 
be neglected yeah. and go to junk. This is not a good thing. Right. It's not a good thing if you're in town and you refuse to paint your house. It's not a good thing if you're in the country and refuse to paint your house. If you're not taking care of stuff. Guys, we're here to take care of things. Yeah, I agree 100%. And whatever, whatever yeah. God has given to us. So as Christians, you know, our places should look nice just as far as, yeah, God placed me in my garden. God, It's all God's anyway. Mm-hmm. God put me on the piece. It's a weird thing. Like, you think about ownership? Yes. I mean, yes, I own the property I live on. Till I die. I mean, yeah. I don't hold anything. I mean, yeah, I have it till I die. I pay rent on it because I pay taxes, $100 a month. You know what I'm saying? It's for the rest of my life. And basically, I'm going to pay somebody yep. the right to be on my own property. And if I don't, they'll take it away from me. Think about that. Right. But at the end don't of the get day, me started. At, at the end of the day, yeah, but I understand why they do it. I, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Because they have that mm-hmm. bridges and roads and ambulances and schools and all that. Yeah, I get it. But I, we have a lot of property too, so we're gonna have more taxes than mm-hmm. you know the normal human mm-hmm. being is gonna pay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's okay, you know we like it and, and we got to figure it out. But we look at those things. God put me here for a reason. God put me here to till the garden, to take care of things, and make the world a better but place. More, I think they should be thinking. I also think it goes more than just beyond like your own personal house and garden and all that. I appreciate you bringing that up, no doubt. But even yesterday in my prayer, yesterday morning. In my prayer time with the Lord, I was excited. I got excited. I said, Lord, I appreciate the opportunity I have to be a co-laborer with Christ right now. In everything that I do, I'm a co-laborer with you. You know, I'm coming alongside you. I want to work where you're working. I want to be there. I want to be a voice for people. I want to serve. That's exciting to me. You know, just beyond the property that you're a part of, you got to understand everything you do right now has to come from a heart of service, just knowing that God's at work in people's lives. How can I come alongside that? Well, I think you you have to be where I'm just, I'm just talking about my own testimony is where Mm -hmm. I've sensed God, where I've sensed that closeness with God is at times being out on my property, doing things like that. Oh, definitely. What you're talking about is another area of your life where you feel a closeness to God because now you feel in the broader, the the fields are white on the harvest. Yes. God sent workers. Mm you feel closeness with God there. I would agree with you that we should be wanting to make at whatever part of the bigger world God has placed us in, whether you're a football coach, whether you're a teacher, Mm -hmm. uh, you're a pastor, uh, whether you're working for your company, you should be laboring to make that a better place too. And that is not the mentality that we see today. Agreed. The mentality that we see today is give me more. I want to do less. I want to, I want to do even more or less. And I want you to give me even more and more. What's, what's in it for me? What's in it for me? What's in it for me? And there's no thought of, Hey, I've, I have joined an organization as an employee. I don't care if it's McDonald's. I don't care if you're in construction, whatever it is. I've joined an organization. I want that organization to be better because I'm here. I like to make a difference. If, if I touch any part of ministry, I mean, of course, the whole church, because I'm a pastor and I've been here a long time. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the whole thing, you get to have your hand in somewhat. But in specific areas that I work in, you would like to think you've made your mark. Yep. And that if you got assigned a certain task, that your personality is going to be on part of that. Because that's just who you are, right? right? Because you want to make it a better place. If we had in America the mentality that work is not a bad thing, if we had in America the mentality that I'm here to make it better, because I was always taught this from a young age on, it should look better when you leave than when you got there. Anything you walk into, it should look better when you leave than when you got there. This whole lazy mentality of it's somebody else's job, it's not for me, 
Nonsense. No way. No, I, and, and again, here we go back, back to, we are created in the image of God. Guess what God's doing right now? He's working. He's working in our lives. Look at, look at every area of your life and see that God hasn't been a part of that. You know what I'm saying? Like God has come in. He's made it better. He's transformed a lot of my life, you know, most of my life. And, and it's all because he was at work in my life. So I want to turn around. I want to be at work too. You know, I want to keep working at my life, keep working in my family, keep working at my relationship with my wife, my children, my environment here in this church, you know, wherever I'm working, I want to make it more beautiful. I want to make it. My problem is, is I, uh, I problem solve too much. Probably, you know, if I see an issue, I'll put, I'll interject and this and that. And I'm trying to work on that in my character, you know, but I love working. I love right. serving. I just love being a part of things, you know? Right. So, yeah, I mean, I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes we can overreach into areas mm-hmm. that we don't really belong in because that's somebody else's area and they don't really appreciate our help as much as we think that we do. <laughs> I can't, do. Uh, I can't understand why. Right. I mean, I see. <laughs> but it's just how that, that's just how it is. But I do believe that this is the other thing I was told. The place should look better when you're, when you leave than when you got there and that you should be able to put your name on your work. And what that meant to me, and I believe what it meant to the people who taught me that, was you should take some pride in what you do. Mm -hmm. And so when I worked in a clothing store and I was a teenager, man, I wanted, when I fold this stuff, don't tell my wife I used to do this, but (laughs) everything was so neat. I mean, like I wanted every pair of Levi's jeans, every stack of shirts, everything that we had to look neat. I would go through that store all the time and straighten it up. Mm. Because you took pride in what you did. This store is going to look great. I am going to work hard. I'm going to be a great employee. And there were two of us. And one kid got fired for stealing, actually. And so I told them, I said, I don't want you to hire anyone else. I want to be the only guy here. That was a father and a son. I want to be your only employee. I will work for you every day. And I did. Every day after school, I went to work. And I'd be there till close. And by the time I was a senior, they would let me close the store. Like at night on late. So you guys like, I'm, I'm taking off. I'm, you got the store. I would just take care. It was was such a great responsibility, you know, as a, as a teenager to be able to run the store and take care of it. But you earned your trust by, you know, you worked hard. And then when I went to Transco after college and I went there, man, I would just work to beautify stuff when they didn't have stuff. I I'll paint. I got a painting project. I would paint all the windows. They never even asked me to. It's like, I would redap paint. I was only a temporary employee. And I'm there having shift workers coming off the midnight shift, come swing the day shift. We'd see them like once a week, every three weeks, we'd see mm-hmm. this, you know, whoever's on midnight before they'd come in and like, dude, that building at night, when we turn the lights on, it looks so good because I'd painted all the windows, nice. all the window frames, redapped. It hadn't been painted probably in years. I started doing like lube oil pumps and water jacket pumps and all these pumps because it's called the auxiliary building. Mm-hmm. And they were all tri-colors too. Like the base would be one and then it'd be another color. Then it'd be another color. Then this pipe going off, the big pipes leading off would be another color. That's cool. And you, I yeah. would just sit there for hours and paint it. I would go upstairs in this one room where we'd all congregate at first, redoing all the parts organizing things, painting. I remember being up on the roof, painting one of the building roofs. And I would just, every time, like they would never even have to tell me what to do. That's cool. I was a temporary worker. Yep. The, the, the foreman would come around to me and he'd look at me and I'd say, I got stuff to do. <laughs> and they would turn me loose until an engine went down and I had it. Then they would join me to the, to the maintenance mm-hmm. team truly. And then I would just be helping them clean cylinders and piston rings. And I mean, these, these engines guys were so big. It took an overhead crane to remove one piston. 
Just one took an Humongous, overhead crane yeah. to do it. And now all the buildings were equipped with overhead cranes. So you would be, that's yep. how massive yep. it is. To take the lid off one of those cylinders, holy yeah. smokes, man, you're talking about huge impact wrenches. Right, right. Bolts I mean, that you're, are an you're, inch, like yeah. a couple inches mm-hmm. across. Mm-hmm. It was it was amazing to see it. It was a great yep. experience for mm-hmm. me as a young man. I mean, to see how big and the mechanics of it. And I learned a lot uh, being there. But on those off days, I'd be like, yeah, I got stuff to do, man. I would just go paint. I'd find stuff to do. Yeah. And I would never mow because yeah. I thought mowing was too easy for me. I'd let all the other temporary workers mow. I'm like, sitting on a lawnmower is too easy. I don't want it. Give me the dirt. I want work. the hard jobs. Yep. Yep. Guess what? That's why I was the only temporary that lasted the winter. I was the only temporary worker. They said, dude, you're the only temporary worker that this company has kept in years. The only one that did not get laid off in the winter. And one old dude came to me, he's old timer. He said, because you're the only guy who works. Yep. But I had took pride in it. You know, like right. I took pride. It wasn't right. even my company. I just took pride to come and wanted to make that place a better mm-hmm. place. To mm-hmm. me, these are fundamental issues. You go back to the Garden of Eden. He puts him there to take care of the garden. Absolutely. That's yeah. why he was there. God delegated responsibility to him. And if you're working somewhere, guess what? If God gave you that job. He's delegating responsibility to you to make that a better place. Work as unto the Lord, right? That's what the scripture tells right. us. Work as unto the Lord. You know, wherever you're at, whatever you're doing, do it with a heart that Jesus is standing right there with you, you know, and be eager to, like you said, you know, put your mind to it and go to work, you know. But we need to remind ourselves about, you know, if I preach, I've always had the mentality, I never want to be up there Sunday and feel like I can mail this one in. Mm. Like I can go Mm. easy. It doesn't matter. Like I've never felt that way. I've always felt, no, it does matter. And then the challenge is to manage your time. The challenge is to do, you know, be as efficient as you can and get things done Mm and, Mm -hmm. With all voices coming in to you, you know, like yesterday, uh, oh, I got asked to call somebody I haven't seen in a long time and because they were just in a crisis. And, you know, yeah, I did. They appreciated it. You know what I'm saying? But that's just something you have to make time and say, no, this is important to do. Right. Or at a right. funeral. And, yeah, do I have time to go? Not really. But, I'm, I mean, I'm going to because I'm going to be there. I'm going to talk to the people. There's some people in our church that haven't been here because of health reasons for a long time we're there. The chance just yeah. to talk to them. How are you? What's going on? And I mean, we have important. to, we have, that's part of the nature of our job, I think, is to be flexible like right. that because there, I mean, there's, so there's a devotional page that I write. I've, I've been so inconsistent with it because that's honestly, that's my, not my priority. Right. You know, I have to make sure and keep my priority. My primary ministry is going, right. you know, uh, so I have to make sure and invest my time properly, you know, right. and when I can get frustrated is when I, when I overly compensate this way and don't work smart, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, I need to be, well, you had a fresh, you have to worry about stuff like projectors, which is kind of boring because it's, Hey, this bulb's better bulb. So now it looks better. Now the other projector doesn't look as good. And then next thing you know, five, six hours went into projector. Exactly. Six hours later or a coffee maker this morning that wouldn't work. Right. And 45 minutes late. No, I had to throw it out after all that work, 45 minutes of work. That's what I would do. I would would get to it, throw the thing away. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I mean, but I tried to fix it i tried the problem solve you know right. what i mean that's i shouldn't have been there i should have just prioritized my time but thankfully um god's good right and he's given me a place to work where i right. love you know i can come in here we can we can come together we can make a mission happen that we, we know is from above. Podcast. exactly and I mean, i'm doing this and right after this i'm gonna go serve somebody else and you know what Praise yeah. God. So Kung Fu to work hard. I mean, that's where we've been in this podcast. Exactly. That's where we've been in this podcast. So no, we appreciate you tuning in and listening. Hopefully uh, you've been inspired. I've been inspiring myself here, believe it or not. You know, so 
just remember, you got to keep after yourself. You got to keep going. You got to keep pushing yourself. You got to keep striving to be better. I've been challenged in a leadership book I've been going through and definitely, uh, continue to educate yourself. Sometimes I get so busy that I don't do that, but I took on the responsibility to lead a Bible study on leadership this summer. I'm meeting with uh, five other guys right now and it's been great, man. I mean, they, they just such a great reminder. Hey, you need to be reading. You need to be, uh, reminding yourself and educating yourself and be inspired. Uh, reading John uh, Cooper from lead singer of skill at his yeah. book, alive and awake to the truth is just inspiring, you know, and I just reminded myself today of like, yeah, man, you need to be reading, you know, these other authors and different people interacting with their ideas mm -hmm. and their thoughts. So I think yeah. that that's an important thing too. So we can, we can inspire ourselves and to be better. And a lot of times we got room to be better. I don't care who you are. You still got room to be better. Right. I think a lot of times we get into paralysis because we, there's too much to do. Right. Like there's too much of the house to clean, for example, like, and then you just kind of like, don't do anything. Right. I think you just do it like you, you know, take one bite of an elephant at a right. time. That's how you eat elephant. You, do it one thing at a time and fix that area. Have right. dominion over that one area. One step at a know, time is and, a great point. And, uh, and it'll all come yep. together for you. I ran yeah. three miles last night. It was not my prettiest run. <laughs> but as I said in my Instagram story, for all two of you to follow me there, <laughs> it's... It was, it was three miles of steps in the right direction is what it was. That's right. And, you know, whether it was my fastest run or not, it was hot and sweaty and, and it was hard. And then today I started more of an exercise routine and there are certain things I'm watching the person exercise on TV. Do this. I'm like, I can't do that. But I'm starting to do that. And it's like, Bill, you got to start somewhere. You know, everything you do is a step in the right That's direction. Right. You know, if you're That's exercise right. or reading or whatever it is, like you said, don't don't worry if you can't do it all right now. You know, you're still taking a step in the right direction. Yep. Any positive steps, a positive step. So, yep. and a positive step, you listen to this podcast. We appreciate that. Mm -hmm. You guys all have a great and fantastic week. Thanks for tuning in. We uh, truly appreciate it.